guys, welcome back to another episode of Rant Not Over. I am the host, Rihanna, and I'm joined today by a friend, small business owner, entrepreneur, multifaceted female, my friend Carly Hall. Welcome. Thank you. Thank Yay. you for having me. I'm so excited. I've been wanting to do this topic for a while, being an entrepreneur myself. Um, and a lot of people have that self-proclaimed kind of entrepreneur title. But you're out here and you're doing it. You're like <laughs> running your own small business um, very well. And it wasn't always like that, right? Like it took a minute to get here. So that's what I want to hear about. How did you get to where you are? What do you do? Tell us about Luminous. Yeah, well, I appreciate you saying that I'm doing it because uh, still feel like I'm very much in the process, always in the mud, kind of working through that. But Luminous um, started about two and a half years ago now. I had always dreamt of owning my own clothing store. Um, in college, I studied apparel design and merchandising. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, it's kind of a funny story of how I got there, actually. I was playing basketball for Appalachian um, and planning to study sports psychology. So total 360. Right. Um, and after my time on the team, just kind of decided that it wasn't really an industry that I wanted to be in full-time. Um, like the sports kind of industry? Yeah, kind of. yeah. It's just can be very political and just, uh, yeah, I just decided I wanted to go to the creative route. I had always been like an athlete but also creative mm -hmm. um, my whole life. And so I was like, I'm going to take an entirely different route and switch my major to apparel. Um, started working at a boutique kind of up in Boone. And that was really where I decided, like, this is for me. Um, after working in a store, I realized how impactful, like, clothing could be. Mm -hmm. As superficial as clothing can be, it also just can truly, like, change someone's perspective on themselves, I yeah. feel. It's an expression of, like, how you feel on the inside. You exactly. You I mean? make you look better. Yeah, it's like a confidence thing, I feel like. Totally. And it's funny how someone can come out of a dressing room in, like, a new outfit and you can just see that they feel different. Mm -hmm. And I, I just loved that you can make an impact with something, again, as superficial as clothing. Right. Um, and I really wanted to be able to use that in a positive way. Um, take something that, you know, some people are like, oh, the fashion industry, you know, it's so toxic, blah, blah, blah. And try to, in my own way, make it a positive thing. I so. Love that. Um, I love that you went into retail and you were like, wait, I love this. You know, because most people are yeah. like, get me out of here. But also a boutique, I think, is different than like a franchise, you know, kind of thing. So yeah. I think you got to feel it on a more intimate level, too. Most definitely. I, like, my first experience was more of that boutique, like, family feel, mm -hmm. where we had regulars come in. I knew, like, exactly what brands they liked right. and knew about their life. So it was a lot less of that, like commercialized, you know, big box kind of store. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm a weird one that I was like, <laughs> retail, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't so always much. love the hours or, yeah. you know, the weekend commitments, but I think overall, like just what you can, the relationships you can cultivate there mm -hmm. is what made me really love it. I love that. And then you're still doing that. So Lumina started two and a half years ago and you've had another job, like, up until, like this wasn't your full-time job all the time. So kind of walk me through how like how you started, how you even started, honestly, like, how you, because I'm curious, how you even go about, like, finding vendors, finding clothes, like, the name, the, just everything. Yeah, um, All the details. <laughs> I was super lucky that, um, the boutique that I worked in college, they really, like, took me under their wing. 
I got to be an assistant buyer for her and go to market. So essentially, if you're dreaming of starting an online store or um, brick and mortar, like step one is kind of registering as a legal business, mm -hmm. getting a wholesale license, which all these things sound really complicated and they're definitely not like just, you know, easily accessible, but if you search for it, it's really not that hard. Yeah. I was blown away when I found out that creating a business is literally like just a form. What did you apply for? Like an LLC or something? Okay, yeah. yeah. That's literally so easy. <laughs> yeah, it's so easy. So if anyone's listening to this and they're like, oh, I've always been wanting to do this, but I'm like hesitant, I don't know how, you literally can Google it. Yeah. And I think that is, like, a funny truth of just, like, entrepreneurship in general is that the fear definitely holds a lot of people back. But, like, the execution, I'm not going to say it's easy by any means. It's hard. But the answers are out there if yes. you search for them. Right. And it's sometimes as simple as a Google search and then a, a form, mm -hmm. literally. Um, but yeah, I had been an assistant buyer and a manager at this store, so I was very lucky to kind of be shown the ropes, I guess. Right. Um, like at the forefront. Right. Too. I think finding brands is probably one of the most challenging parts, curating like your vision. Um, it's really important to have a vision for your store because if anyone's not familiar with Luminous, we cater to more neutrals, um, more staple styles. It's not like super, super trendy or loud. And that is kind of like what is trendy right now is trendy and loud. Right, and right, so right. I have to know like what brands can carry pieces that are relevant to my brand, mm -hmm. not just what's relevant in the fashion industry at the time. Right. I have a question on that. So with the brands, are you, is that like a contractual thing? Like, are you seeking out brands and like you have to stick with them? Or are you able to like pick pieces from different brands every time you go and source? You, um, there's really no contract. You have, sometimes have minimums. Okay. So brands will say, hey, in order to buy from us, you have to buy X amount. Got it. Um, or, you know, you have to um, buy this many deep of a product. Mm -hmm. But you can leave them at any time, okay. um, which is kind of nice because you can try something out and if it doesn't work well for you know your clientele base, then it's like, okay, well, this brand just wasn't meant for my clients. Mm -hmm. um, but it's not really a contract at all. You can kind of flow from, but I wouldn't say that's a great strategy. I think finding those good brands and developing those relationships are important because if you, you know, if something is sent to you and it's wrong or it's damaged or whatever. Having a relationship, it's like anything in life. Yeah, Having sure. that relationship helps for sure get that customer service quicker and like for them to be more understanding. So you eventually start building these relationships with the representatives of those brands that you work with. Got it. That's yeah. super interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that. But it also like I assume you'd want to, like you said, just kind of find the few like you don't want to try something different every single time because then you're like compromising maybe quality or you know what I mean like you never know what's coming about that totally yeah um okay so LLC everything's behind you're finding these like retailer kind of wholesale kind of deal what are you doing outside of this at this point like as far as work yeah um <laughs> <laughs> so I was a manager at a boutique here in Charlotte um, and I really loved it but I was really passionate about pursuing this my own endeavor essentially and so I 
decided to look for nanny work. Mm-hmm. Um, and it actually was such a blessing because I started working for a family who I absolutely love and to this day still go see them and like help out when I can um, and yeah I feel like that is like now my second love uh, which is really special because I never anticipated that happening right. but I was so I was nannying almost full-time um, essentially like four days a week and then sometimes I would do like random weekends if the parents were traveling or um, whatever so that was kind of what I was doing for the first up until COVID, essentially. Oh, wow. okay. um, so that was about like eight months or so, and then, you know, COVID, COVID. Yeah. Damn COVID. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's pretty much everyone's response, but that was a doozy for being a business owner. Uh, uh, obviously, nannying wasn't really a thing because right. nobody was going to work anymore, so everyone was home. Um, so that kind of slowed down, and then with Luminous being very new still it was it was a slow period for sure um definitely probably one of the most just like trial periods of this journey so far having to ask myself constantly like is this gonna work do I push through you know do I what do I do um do I like go harder do I like kind of let it fall by the wayside. Yeah. Were you um, doing pop-ups and such before COVID started, or was it like, like, were you still doing like that kind of community marketing and stuff? Yeah, yeah, I definitely um, was trying to just get out in the community to meet new faces, Mm -hmm. show people my brand. I have like nice feeling things, so it's really helpful to be in person. Yeah. Um, So I had a lot of those lined up for sure. Yeah, I was trying to be really proactive with just like the opportunities that I was lining up for my brand. Um, So those definitely were put on pause, um, which was, again, a challenge, but it also helped me learn, you know, I started doing live sales, um, just being more creative on social, which wasn't something that I was like super comfortable with. Mm -hmm. Um, So I feel like in that way, it was definitely a good challenge. Um, I think it brought my social media to a place that now it is more professional than it was and more creative than it was. So, you know, having to always find the the growth out of the struggle. Yeah, the silver lining. Well, that, like, because I'm thinking what you were doing or could have been doing during the, or I guess what you did do during um, COVID, because it's like, I mean, were you still sourcing clothes? Like, were you still getting new inventory? Were you just kind of, like, sticking with what you had and then just trying to, like, capitalize on that, do new content, stuff like that? The thing with retail is that you can't sit stagnant on stuff. You know, there's only so many times that you can promote the same shirt before it gets stale. So I was still trying to buy in small amounts. Mm -hmm. Um, I did, like, an at-home collection, which actually really crushed it. It was all, like, comfy sets and um, sweaters and sweatshirts and things that felt good. Mm -hmm. Um, So Way to, like capitalize on COVID. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just, you had to shift and be creative, mm-hmm. and I, it was a cool, I mean, a terrifying, but cool period of time to see how many people were coming up with new ideas, right. shifting and doing different things to, to survive, because mm-hmm. it was kind of, that was what you were trying to do. Literally <laughs> survival mode. Yeah, yeah, so I definitely was still buying, but was trying to be modest about it. 
I feel that. Yeah. Um, and so, like you said, you were kind of teetering the line between do I keep going or do I stop because this is a, I mean, it really like, like COVID for anyone, whether you're a small business owner or not, it really just um, shown the light, shown the light, I don't know. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? Your vulnerabilities, your, just everything. It's like, okay, who am I really? Like, what am I willing to do really? What was your why that kind of kept you going through this time? Or like, why did you decide to keep going? That's a really good question. And I think it's something that's super important for everyone to have because running a business regardless of a pandemic mm -hmm. is freaking the hardest thing I've ever done. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Um, and so I have always wanted to make a positive impact in the world. I think that my dreams used to be astronomically large mm -hmm. and I've had to figure out like even if making an impact means only on 50 people or only on 10 people that's so impactful mm -hmm. I used to want to you know change the whole world I used yeah. to always tell my parents and it's like not that that dream isn't still there but I I think I realized like this business can alter someone's life if I continue and like the light that I can shed I mean luminous is you know supposed to be shedding light and yeah. I really when I started had this whole vision of giving back to women who don't necessarily have the finances to go shop in a boutique store so the concept of luminous is um, to do in-home parties and people can bring donations and then I go bring those donations to local shelters or homeless shelters and eventually the goal is to do this on a larger scale and have pop-ups for these women who can shop for free um, the concept is challenging and I've had to learn I think the answer to this is I knew that if I continued I could get to a place where I could really execute on that dream yeah. of giving back um, it's hard on a small scale I definitely had to like realign and kind of realize like a one-person show can only produce and do so much for sure but I knew that if I kept working like eventually it wouldn't just be a one-person show and it'd be a lot easier to do good and give back with you know more finances more support hopefully some employees yeah. um and so I just believed in like the vision that I had and I you know kept having to tell myself like although this is the hardest thing you've ever done I never once felt unfulfilled mm. and it's not really about me but I think it's like important to love what you do and knowing that I could eventually really make a positive impact with this business yeah. was like definitely a driving force in it and knowing that I love this no matter how hard it is is like really reassuring because sure. I always like was someone who felt like I wanted more and I feel like this business gives me an opportunity to like dream big and really take it wherever I want right. to take it which is super special I love that because not once did you mention like monetizing you know what I mean like it was never like a monetary like obviously you have goals right you're a business owner yeah. you make money to have a small business but I think like having um it's like your passion right like at the yeah. forefront and that's why you've been successful with it you're not just like yeah I just want to be rich like lay an island somewhere you're like no I want to make a difference I want to make a change like this is why I'm doing this and I think putting it at the forefront it 
just makes a difference because like you said, it's the most difficult thing you've ever done. Also the most rewarding, also mm -hmm. the most fulfilling. You probably wake up excited to do it. You know what I'm saying? At least most days of the week. Yeah. And um, I know we can all relate, like we've had shitty jobs that we've hated. They were maybe easy, right? They made like a decent money, but like we hated it. We dreaded yeah. them. They made us, like, us depressed, anxious, like Sunday scaries, you know? So I just think that's a true testament to it sounds so cliche, but like when you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. Like what you do is hard work, but it's like you said, fulfilling. Yeah, and that quote makes me crack up now <laughs> because I'm like, hell no, I work hard every single right. day in my life, but I've never had the Sunday scaries, yeah. you know, since mm -hmm. starting my own business and being a full time entrepreneur. Like, I don't have Sunday scaries, and I have freedom to take the walk when I need it, mm -hmm. to take a rest day when I need it, which learning learning lesson it's not easy to take days off when you own your own business you constantly feel pressure to like work but I think that there's just something so special about the freedom to like live your life and, and this isn't making I don't want it to sound glamorous because entrepreneurs work their asses off yeah. and like I work way more than a full-time job. For sure. The work never ends. Your brain never shuts say, off. Even if you're just going on a walk, your mind is still, like, the gears are still grinding on, okay, but you know what I'm saying? It's right. always, you're always on. Yes, 100%. But there's also so much beauty in, like, yeah, like I said, I don't have a Sunday scaries day yeah. ever. And that gives me goosebumps. Yeah. I, I know that feeling, and it feels great, and I wish everyone felt that because I've also worked in a job where Sunday, I mean, I'd have like the Friday scaries because yeah. I knew what Monday, you know what I'm saying? I knew Monday was two days away. Like yeah. it's such a crippling feeling, but going back to, you know, now this is your full-time job. And so what did that transition look like? Like give the people a timeline of how long it actually took you for it to be your full-time income job, the whole thing. Um, <clears throat> so I started about two and a half years ago, November, 2019. COVID hit in, like, March. I, oh, it was that new? Like, yeah. Like, four months? Yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah. I was sitting on lots of inventory, so that was scary. But, um, so, here's a good, like, reality check. So, I tried to push through for, you know, essentially the whole first year of COVID. And in fall of 2020, I just was not making enough money. Push through isn't, like, your only source of income? Yeah, nannying still part-time, okay. but because of COVID, like, things were, you know, school was restricted. Like, I, I just, the hours weren't as, as there right. as they were initially supposed to be. And so, um, yeah, I was living off, like, literally nothing, which goes to show you can do a lot when you put your mind to it. Yeah. Um, and in fall of 2020, I was just kind of like, okay... You need to set yourself up for some financial success here. Sure. Like, this is not conducive to any kind of stability at all. Mm -hmm. Even if your business does take off, like, you are living on scraps right now, and it's it's not, it was just not working. Right. So, I took a full-time job in 2021, 20, mm -hmm. which is crazy. That feels like a lifetime ago, but it really yeah. wasn't. Yeah, and it I mean... It was remote. It was remote, um, you know, Monday through Friday, like... It was seven to five, seven to four uh, for a logistics startup, and I was doing that while doing Luminous, and I didn't really advertise that I took a full-time job because I think it's, like, 
kind of one of those just walk the walk. Yeah. Um, I definitely realized sometimes it's good to be a little more transparent because I was working stupid hours. I can't imagine. I was going to ask, do you feel like Luminous took a back, not a back seat, but like no, because no. I'm a crazy person. So you're still, like, <laughs> full-time job, 7 to 4. Like, that's a long day. That's not yeah. even a 9 to 5. That's, I mean, a long day on top of still going hard with Luminous. Yeah, I definitely felt like I was starting to see some growth, which is some, somewhat addicting slash yeah. also just really exciting. And so I just was running with it. I was doing pop-ups, like, once the world started opening back up, you know, two to three times a month, and then... I would get off at four and I would go do shoots or put in inventory or buy or whatever. So yeah, it was a lot for sure. Um, but it was not like you had to do it. And I think that's like another, just again, reality check of, of being an entrepreneur is that there is no, there's no blueprint. Nope. And it's it doesn't always work the way you want it. So you said something really good about, like, you have to make money. I think when I started this, I didn't think about the fact that I had to make money. Yeah. You know, I had this big dream. But, like, as you go, you realize, like, some of the components of that dream might have to be put on hold mm-hmm. or paused or cut out. Because at the end of the day, you have to be able to make money in order to do what you love. Yeah. It's not just about the dream, right. and the money shouldn't be the reason, but it is the reality. Yeah, that's, ooh, I like that. Is that the quote for this episode? <laughs> it doesn't have to be the reason, but it is the reality. It yeah. is. Like, unfortunately in life, we have to make money to mm-hmm. live, and so I think having that full-time job really put that in perspective, because I'm not going to lie, and maybe someone from that job will listen and be like, damn, but I hated my job. Oh, yeah. Hated it, and it pushed me to work harder with Luminous and like really cut to the nitty gritty of like, how do I make this sustainable? How do I make this a full-time thing? Because Mm -hmm. I do not want to be doing what I'm currently doing. I love that parallel. You're like, I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. So it's almost like, like you said, a push to go harder in your business because you're like, yeah, I will be miserable if I'm working this job. Totally. Totally. And it, it like was a tough reality of like, you have to struggle and push through this and it's going to really suck. You're going to work 80 plus hour weeks for a while in order to get to the point where you can do this full time. But I, again, I think it was a really good period because it, a, it taught me like how to be smarter and work harder, like with the very minute time I had, but also just made me realize like, I really want this for, like, I want Luminous yeah. to work, because I feel like I wouldn't have done, I did that for nine months, I worked full-time, um, and grew, uh, grew, you know, worked on growing a business, mm-hmm. and by the end of the last year, I broke six figures in sales, holy shit, <laughs> and, goosebumps, Carly, had quit my job by September, um, but it was just the weirdest year ever because it was, it felt like eight years in one year. Yeah. I mean, the fact that I was working full-time last year for almost the full year just doesn't even seem real at this point. Oh, my gosh. Um, but I think, you know, like, we were talking about not all things that glitter are gold. Yeah. It's like 
It's not always pretty, and right. it's definitely not easy. It's not glamorous. Everyone would do it. Most people are working the shitty nine to five that they hate, right? Like, mm -hmm. you're. I need to hear this so bad. Like, <laughs> I'm just so excited to have this conversation. I'm going to replay it so many times, and I hope there are other people that can take a lot from this. Um, Oh, this makes me so excited for you because it is difficult and I know a lot of small business owners or people who have tried to do it and fallen off. I've been one of them. Like I quit my own meal prep. I mean, I'm doing it again, but like, you know, for monetary reasons, not because I want to grow it. Um, but I don't know, you push through the hump because there are a lot of times, days even, where you're just questioning it. Like, is this worth it? Should I keep going? You know, like you said, there's days, weeks where you're not having sales, like a lot of discouraging moments and you still pushed through and it's just such a testament to like keep going literally because look where you are now yeah like, i mean we were chatting about that the other day it's yeah. like my my biggest piece of advice for really anyone is as long as you're not like getting it yourself in a hole yeah. that you can't crawl out of it's like you just can't give up yeah and on the days that suck and the day the weeks where you're like wow i am really not seeing like a return on all of my efforts here mm -hmm. if you believe in what you're offering if you have a good offering like if you're not again the side note to this is like if you are putting yourself in debt or in mental harm like yeah. then that is a whole different story for sure but if it's just hard and you know you're not seeing this like exponential growth mm -hmm. that isn't it's not that it's not going to work. Right. It's, it's not just, indicative of the fact that it couldn't be successful. Correct. It's just it's good things take time. Yeah. yeah, and good things are hard. And I think our generation has been wants this like instant gratification, and entrepreneurship is not that. No. At all. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> not. yeah, it's not like a let's hand over this platter for you to just be excited. Like it takes time. It takes a lot of effort, but. The benefit is that you get to be your own boss. You eventually get to make your own hours. Mm -hmm. You get to have some flexibility. You get to take the midday walk when you want. Yeah. Like, you don't have the Sunday scaries. But yeah, it's definitely not. It's it's not easy. And it's not easy. And I just I love the story. I'm just so excited because I listen to a lot of podcasts myself where I love listening to the story. And I have a friend who's an entrepreneur. I worked with her at my tech startup that I used to work for. And um, she, we talked a few weeks ago on the phone because she was like, I just need someone to talk to, like who gets it, like I'm just lonely, like you know, not making sales, like this kind of thing. Um, and I told her, I was like, I always think to myself, because I have a few different endeavors, I don't know what I wanna do long term, <laughs> but I just, I love entrepreneurship, I love yes. creativity, I love impacting, like all of the things. Um, and I was like, I always think about my story, which is why I love hearing yours, it's like, I listen to podcasts, TED Talks, interviews, whatever, where these really successful people are talking about their struggle. They're talking about the adversity. They're talking about the years that, you know, shit wasn't happening for them. But, like, now it is, and that is so inspiring because anytime I go through something difficult, like, I'm thinking about your nine months where you're working 80-hour work weeks. Um, I think of this as, like, I can't wait to tell this as my story one day, right? Like, these hard times, I can't wait to be, like, Remember when I was down bad and broke, but like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know. It's exciting. I think to think about, um, 
you can get like it's a part of your story for sure and I don't I think the funny part is that while you're in it you don't realize that no at mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. I mean there's like I think it's important to try and like have an outsider's perspective sometimes but it's crazy now two and a half years in and for sure I don't have it figured out I'm yeah. still figuring it out it's you know luminous isn't isn't where I dream for it to be someday but it is funny that you're sitting in front of me saying like your story and I'm like wow I have been making a story yes. but I didn't even know right. I didn't even realize because it's like you're just you're just doing it you're just doing it you're it's your day to day because how often have you sat down and told this story like in long form conversation never probably <laughs> like it's cool to reflect like you're probably gonna go home today and be like damn i'm doing this thing you yeah. know what I mean? like, here. i've been feeling kind yes. of like that is and that's how it should feel but yeah i agree in the moment it's so difficult to be like because you're just so in it right it's a challenge it's difficult but that's is what separates the successful people from the ones who just kind of you know give up and like live this I don't want to say mundane, but, you know, maybe good for them. But I feel like when you want more, you know what it feels like to not have that. Like, you're at a 9 to 5, like, this is not what I want to do because your soul just craves something bigger and different. For sure. And I sometimes I laugh and envy the people who, like, love the 9 to 5. Yeah. Because it's very straightforward and there's absolutely nothing wrong with someone who wants to work a nine to five and then have the weekends free to do whatever they want. Mm -hmm. But that was never how I felt. And like, I had to go with that feeling. And it's funny because you said earlier, like, you know, you had, you've had your creative endeavors and then you stopped. But like the cool part is it's never too late. And it's also, it's not a, you know, black and white book. So you take these weird like curvatures off of the path or shifts and you can start something brand new or you can evolve what idea you started with like I just think that that's also one of the best parts of it is that it's yours to make it what you want yeah and it might take a pause sometimes or it might take a shift but you can always pick it back up or you know turn directions and that doesn't define whether it's working or not it's just part of the journey of like owning and building something for sure it is a part of that i love that it is a lot of pivoting it's adjusting Mm -hmm. it's refinement like it's not this straight and narrow shot to the finish line and so i have this question out of my own curiosity um because i pride myself on leading with my gut a lot my intuition like that's how i've led my meal prep business even with the recipes i don't follow a recipe like everything is just intuition led and Mm -hmm. so i'm curious um has that been your kind of story as well or like do you feel like you're looking for like are you googling a lot are you asking other people or you just like no this feels right this doesn't feel right or I'm willing to fail and figure it out and pivot like what has that been like for you I know sorry (laughs) no that's a good question I didn't prepare you for that one but I'm just curious I think that there is a balance so when I first started it was definitely a lot of intuition a lot of like you know thinking of like what I would think and like and then you start to develop customer relationships you start seeing trends you realize what's actually like doable and what's not Mm -hmm. and then you start making more executive like rational decisions so I am a huge dreamer I have 8,000 new ideas every day if I like went with all of those it just everything would crumble Mm -hmm. so I think that uh 
challenge with being a creative and a big dreamer is also being somewhat rational in those decisions. So like, you know, you have this dream, you decide you're going to execute on it. There's a lot that could come out of that dream, but you have to really find that like bread and butter, you know, um, direction and, and go with it and Mm -hmm. refine that. And Mm -hmm. I think like, Sometimes my intuition is like, oh, this is an amazing idea that you could definitely, like, run with. But I haven't even, like, perfected the one that I'm currently working on. Right, right, right. And I don't know if that's, like, the right answer. But, like, I definitely think with my brand, it's evolved. It's shift. I laugh at the photos from, like, the first, you know, six months and, like, the styles that I was carrying. I definitely feel like my first year I almost negate because I was in such a scarcity mindset from COVID, like a survival mindset that I wasn't being true to my brand. Wow, okay. I think I really sat down after year one and was like, okay, I'm still here, but I want to make this brand like truly something I'm proud of. And so in that sense, it was more of like a, this brand doesn't yet feel like fully me fully what I envisioned it to be and so I kind of shifted I like rebranded in the new in the 2021 new year um but yeah it's a balance of like go with your gut but you also have to be aware of what what's around you what's working what's not working you can't keep pushing on a wall that's not going to budge right like I definitely think when you have a dream and you've created something it's really hard not to be stubborn Mm -hmm. and like no, I believe in this, but like... Or you see it happening only one way and it's not happening that way. Like, you have to be able to shift. Yeah, and sometimes, like, in that sense, like, your your gut's like, but I really believe in this, but Mm -hmm. it's like, but the outside, there's nothing, like, backing that up. Right. And so you have to be willing to shift and to also be aware. Like, again, I said, like, unfortunately, you have to make money. Yeah. There might, for example, in the boutique world, it's like... I, when I'm buying, I see, I like funky things. Those th- funky things don't sell for me. That's right. not what my clients want. That's not what my brand is about. So I have, even though I'm like, ooh, I see so many ideas of how this could be worn, like, that isn't my brand. And I have to know that and accept that and be confident and proud of, like, the brand that I do have and not looking around at what everyone else is doing or, you know, other people's successes. You have to look at your own, look at the facts, like, what, what's supporting, what's doing well, what's not, and really kind of hone in on that, and trust your intuition in some things, but also trust, like, the hard facts. Right, like, like rationality, you have to look at it in a rational way. Yeah. I like that answer. Um, and speaking of, I don't know if this is, like, a good segue, but you were talking about, like, looking at other brands and, like, what they're doing, and, like, I want to talk about a little bit with comparison and social media and just like your comfort level with social media and how that's um, evolved. Yeah. That's a loaded yeah. uh, question, but um, yeah, you can take a sip of coffee before it gets to Yeah, let me one. prepare on this one. <laughs> so I'm a competitor naturally. I've been an athlete my whole life. I've competed my whole life. So Business is great for me in the sense that I am competitive and I want to be, succeed. 
but then on the flip side of that, I am competitive, which means I like to compete. And that is something that you can't put too much energy into when you start a business because like this whole podcast has essentially talked about the journey and it's like everyone's looks different for sure and you do not know what's going on behind the scenes for anyone else you don't know what resources they had when they started you don't know what adversities they've overcome so like yeah you I have had to work very hard at just staying in my lane and believing in my vision and my brand and knowing that like I'm doing everything I can to make that the best possible brand and whatever anyone else is doing isn't going to impact that mm -hmm. and what they're doing is what they're doing right now I'm not as I mean that sounds perfect in words but <laughs> yeah, wrapped in a bag. I sit on social media and scroll just like everybody else and like go look at other brands that I wish I was like and whatever but then you have to just come back to reality and like you know if if you are passionate about what you're doing and you believe in what you're doing then do it yeah. and stop worrying about what everyone else is doing. And again, I wish I could take my own words because I, I definitely am a culprit of just like everybody yeah, else. Like social media true. shows the perfect. And I have made a commitment this year, especially, um, you know, gone through some hard things and like to be more transparent and real. Um, I can still be better at it, but I try to show people like that there are hard days that, it doesn't look pretty. I run my boutique out of a very small space where it is a mess 95% of the time and like all that. Um, I think it's important to show people that it's not perfect because I will say like if you come onto my page, it looks pretty professional. Yeah. But you watch my stories and they're not. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you I know? think people want to see that. Yeah. They want to see that, you know, everything that glitters isn't gold. Like it is messy. It's yeah. not always organized, but that's what it is to have a small business right totally yeah and I think like it's just been a, a process of really growing your brand helps you to be more confident in your brand as you start to see like excitement I should I wouldn't say like you should correlate like success with confidence but mm -hmm. there's definitely some validity to like you've been working really hard and you start to see that show sure, yeah. right and I think that has helped me to just kind of be like you know just because I'm not Joe Schmo over here doesn't mean I'm my business isn't great like you the story is important to remember mm -hmm. and looking back at like numbers or just like where you were at the year before and realizing like wow you know I'm proud of myself for where I've come from for sure because that's all you can compare it to I right. mean like you said, we're only human, so we are still looking at the world around us. Mm -hmm. But on such like a nuanced level, you have to be like, okay, let's look at my growth. And as long as I'm doing better in achieving more, like that's what really matters. Totally. You know, not where someone else is in a year versus where I am. You know what I mean? Um, and with social media, did you ever kind of have that like hesitation to post often and frequently and grow your brand in that way you know like were you ever hesitant of like am I posting too much what are these people thinking you know that whole yeah in your head for sure I used to feel like wow I'm being so annoying and then I had this aha moment of like nobody cares like literally anywhere near as much as you care about your brand <laughs> yep so like what what is always on your mind is on someone else's mind like maybe one percent of the time mm -hmm. and I also realized like the more annoying I am the more people are going to realize 
that, hey, luminous is a thing. And if they don't like it, they'll just unfollow. Yeah, that's what I tell myself, too. Like, if you don't like it, you don't have to follow. But I think I have a good thing to offer, so I'm like, I've now gotten to a point where I'm like, I want to be in your face. Mm -hmm. And I want to be annoying because I believe in what I have, and I, I think people like it, and I, I don't, social media is confusing, and like, just getting in front of the right people is hard, so... Yeah, you have to realize, like, literally you're on other people's brains. Your brand is on other people's brains 0% of the time to maybe, like, 5 Right. So, if you're posting every single day, good. You should be. Yeah. You should be, I mean, up to an amount that's, like, healthy. But, like, post when you want to post. For sure. You know? And, For like, sure. put what you want to put out there. And, honestly, people are either probably not seeing it or they're seeing it enough times that it's a good amount. Not ever, like, too much. Right. Um, I always think about like the email spams and it's like even the brands who send out multiple emails a day I'm probably still only seeing like once every few days mm -hmm. now when I see my inbox number I'm like oh God. yeah <laughs> but in reality I'm not you know seeing that same brands email like every single time it sends mm -hmm. because we have so much stimulation and so much stuff going around us that like I don't think luminous is going to be a nuisance to someone. Right. Um, and if it is, great. That means I've gotten in front of their eyes. It's like the commercials that are, like, really annoying, but you pay attention to yeah. them. It's like, they did the right thing. Right. You know? Right. Like <laughs> You need, like, it's an attention game. You yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. I think, like you said, when you're authentic in your brand, you know you have something great to offer and deliver. Put it out there. Mm -hmm. You know? Like, and people are going to see that and like it. See it in just scroll past you know what I mean like it's yeah. however they take it um but like yeah it really is mostly on our mind your mind more than it is everyone else's you right. know what I mean like they see it oh cool double tap and they keep going on with their day you know so it is exposure but like if you're only posting once a week it's they're gonna forget about it right. you know what I mean so I like that shift in mindset because in the beginning it does take a little bit of like this is uncomfortable for sure I feel like I'm annoying people and then you get those messages and you get those extra sales of like, oh, I love this or, you know, and then they're like, oh, it is reassuring. I'm right. doing the right thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely love that. I also think you can't like overthink what people are thinking about you because everyone's going to always have an opinion. Yeah. <laughs> mic drop. Yeah. Literally, like everyone is going to think something. You cannot please everyone. As long as you just stay true to yourself. Yeah. I feel like you will win, you know, eventually. Like, it may not be tomorrow, but just stay true to who you are, what you believe in. You will win. For sure. Eventually. Like, just don't lie to people. Don't be scammy and fake and weird. Like, you believe in your brand. And um, I think it elicits other people believing in it, too. Yeah. Cool. All right, so one last thing I want to end on. Um, and this is probably a loaded question, too. But <laughs> what is... Um, if you have, like, a piece of advice or a takeaway for someone who's either looking to start a small business, become an entrepreneur, who maybe they're in the rut of a hardship, they're working 80-hour work weeks, or they're just not seeing any return, like, what advice would you give them? If they truly are passionate in their endeavors. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's a loaded question for sure. Um, I would say take some time to sit with yourself and like really envision like what you want out of your life and where if you already have a business where you would dream of that going and if you don't have a business like but have an idea you know why 
why you want to start that idea, why you want to execute on that, and really, like, pare it down to, like, what do I want to do and why do I want to do this? And then ask yourself, are you willing to work for that? Um, because it's hard and it's going to take, it doesn't take everyone a long time, but some people it takes 10 years. Yeah. I mean, like, there's just no, again, there's just no, there's no blueprint. Mm -hmm. So I think it's one of those things where you have to really, like, ask yourself the tough questions and mostly just, like, yeah, what do I want out of life? What kind of impact or, like, I legacy is extreme, but, like, yeah, what do I want to leave behind? Mm -hmm. um, but then I think an uh, important thing to also remember is, like, you have to live your life. And, like, we're all human. No one's perfect. No one can do it all. And I have definitely had to, like, remind myself of this. Like, life is only as good as what you allow it to be. Yeah. Um, and so if you're in, like, the mud right now and you're, you're pushing through, like, keep pushing through, but allow yourself to also, like, live those happy moments that life has to offer. Mm -hmm. You know, go hang out with your friends, even if you feel like you have a list of 50,000 things to do. It's important to take those times, those moments, and, like, appreciate them and enjoy them. Because um, even when you own your own business, like, that still shouldn't be your whole life. Right. So I think it's, like... Believing in what you want your life to look like or your dreams um, and chasing after them with grace and love and, like, still an appreciation for, like, the everyday, even when you're not where you want to be. Yeah. And again, wish I could take my own advice better. <laughs> but I think it, it's important to... Because when you're going through those hard times, it's so easy to be sucked into, like, this is so hard, and I'm never going to get out of this, mm -hmm. but, like, here I am, I mean, it's still hard, but those nine months were really hard, right. and I'm not in those anymore, I'm in different challenges, you know, I have different struggles now, but, like, in those nine months, it was hard to look forward and say, like, I'm, I'm not going to be doing this forever, mm -hmm. so I think it's a reminder of that for yourself, but also having that vision of, like, where you want to be. I like the vision idea. Yeah just having something kind of like your why you know like yeah. what is keeping you going what life do you see for yourself and like you said are you willing to work for it it's not going to come to you on a silver platter yeah not everyone is an overnight success are you willing to really work for the life that you want like are you willing to sacrifice these nine months to have a eternity of fulfilled life for sure that's i think you can't have it all so you have to figure out what's a non-negotiable and then mm -hmm. what you're willing to sacrifice on because yeah. I'm you know 27 and my weekends a majority of them are spent working mm -hmm. you know I go to pop-up markets and doing different things in the community but I know that that is helping me get to a place that I want to be when I'm you know 40 yep. and I have balance you know I take a weekend off here and there to go hang out with friends I try to be there for my friends you know weddings and different things but also I know like those weekends of work are important yeah. and they need to be put in and like you have to have that understanding that right it's it's a balance and it's taking it's finding that balance but then also knowing you're gonna have to work hard to get to whatever goal you have mm -hmm. like 
that's just how life works. Like so. you can't want to be a small business owner and then take weekends off because you want to, you know what I mean? Like in the very beginning stages right. of like the first year, like, oh, I want to have a successful business, but I'm going to only put in 20 hours a week and take off weekends. You know, like it is, it's a commitment. Yeah. And it is a sacrifice, but when you enjoy what you do, it doesn't always, it's not going to feel like a sacrifice. You know right. what I'm saying? You're not feeling, feeling like you're missing out because you know you're building something bigger for yourself. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you for this conversation. Oh, thank you. I Marie. feel inspired. I needed this. Um, and so to all the people where they can find you, like I'm going to plug your stuff on the episode too, but oh, cool. Instagram, website, all the things. Yeah, so you should definitely follow us on Instagram. It's shop.luminousboutique. And then our website link is on there, but it's www.luminousboutiqueclothing.com. And, yeah, that's where you can find us. We've got new collections once a month on the last Fridays. And we're always out in the community setting up shop. You mm -hmm. can come shop in person. We usually post on our Instagram about that. But also just, yeah, it's I'm on stories all the time talking about it. So. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, and I'll plug all your stuff so that people can find you and shop with you. Well, thank you for this conversation. Thank you, Ray. And you're the you, best. Yeah, you're the best. And I'm sure you'll be back on soon in a year to tell me how successful you're <laughs> <laughs> You too. Friend. Oh Yeah, hopefully. All right, bye, guys. Thanks for listening.